Greetings, and thank you for tuning in to Gullah House Media. We now bring you part three, the final installment in our What is Gullah Geechee series. We hope you enjoy. So, this was an ideal place for trade. Sierra Leone has uh, multiple rivers that go right from the coast all the way up the country into the highlands. And so our people were... Um, already navigating these waters and already facilitating trade up and down the coast. Um, there's a site here in Freetown called King Jimmy. Um, King Jimmy is a location that was already a traditional um, um, marketplace for the coastal people who would go up and down and, and, and engage in the coastal trade by boat. Um, the Bullum people, who are um, one of the uh, indigenous of this land, of this country, um, they have always maintained the trade there three days a week till today. Till this day. But even before the European ever stepped foot there or ever, you know, ever got there, um, we were doing that. And today we're still doing that. A significance of this place is that King Jimmy is also the location where um, our African, quote unquote, African American ancestors, among whom many were Gullah Geechee, like myself and my wife, and many, many others out there who, know, who don't know or who do know that um, came back to found Freetown um, in both ways. You know, those Africans who were um, set free and, 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 and um, evacuated from the United States after the Revolutionary War, some went to Britain, some went to Canada, others went down to Barbados, went to the Bahamas, people went to different places. After the War 1812, some went to Trinidad. That's how you get the Americans. And so these are different migrations of Africans who would be today considered African-Americans. They would be considered to, um, 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 to, have to share ancestry with African-Americans. And so um, it was a group, two, two successive waves of us. One came from London, one came from Nova Scotia, Canada, that led to the founding of Freetown between 1787 and 1792 in terms of population, the people who came to make up the population. Um, that is very, very significant. And they came right to King Jimmy. So London, the, the people that was in London, the black poor. Yeah, the black poor. Where did they come from? When the European went out and enslaved us out there, he said that slavery, chattel slavery, is not something um, that should happen in Britain. It can happen in the colonies, mm. but it shouldn't happen in Britain. And so they had, they had, to, they had to enslave people, but it was more like servants. Okay. More like butlers and maids and, and stuff like that. They didn't have a plantation economy in Britain that was based on importing Africans. So the black poor was from the Caribbean? No, well, the black poor were those who were evacuated from the United States of America okay. and took into London and set free there. And they end up not being able to take care of themselves mm -hmm. because in London they had a rule that whatever clan or tribe you belong to mm -hmm. is the one who takes care of their paupers. Wait, so uh, wait, so the Europeans have tribes? Yes, absolutely. They have. That. <laughs> Listen, Britain, you have the British, but the British were um, comprised of the Anglo's, the Saxons, and the Jutes. That's why we say wasp in America, yes, white Anglo-Saxon Anglo Protestants. Yes. Because Anglo-Saxon, Anglo is a group. They're Germanic peoples. Mm, Germanic? Yeah, they're, they're migrants from Germany. If you, wow. if, you, if you know the history, you know that's why they're always fighting the Irish Celtics. Okay. Because they took the island from them. So Brit so Britain was originally an, an island 
for, okay. for the Celts. And then the Romans came and took it, and then they came and took it from the Romans. Okay, so that just dispels a lot of myths that only Africans are tribal and fight yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah. Imagine. So, I mean, they know this about themselves. But we seem not Europeans to... have their family crest. Yes, they, have, they do. They know their families back a thousand years. Yes. But they, but, but, but they, um, they understood what they did to us when they stripped that from us. Mm. They understood what they did. It was deliberate. It was absolutely deliberate because they preserved theirs even while they destroyed ours. So yeah. they knew the value of it yeah. when they destroyed it. Wow. And so, um, yes, these people had a system where if you didn't have, if you didn't belong to an indigenous group, you didn't have anyone to help you if you was a pauper. Okay. You was poor. Right. So, so it was so, it was so, your clan or so, tribe that was responsible. Yes. And of course the Africans' clans or tribes would be in Africa. in Africa. But maybe these people didn't even know where they were from in Africa. Because, so these was yes. completely sad. Very yeah. sad if you think about these people. Yes. Um but they ended up in in, 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 in Britain, free, according to you know, they're not enslaved anymore on plantation. And there were also Africans who were there in Britain. They're not the first Africans in Britain. Mm -hmm. You know, Africans have been there since all the way back since the Roman Empire. If you know about Britain, you know that the conquest of Britain happened under Septimus Severus. Septimus Severus and his son were the only two, were two of the African Roman emperors. Wow. I said Roman emperors. Africans produce Roman emperors. Wow. And there would be no Britain without Septimus Severus, who went up there to, Br to Britain and settled what today is England. Wow. So we have to understand these things. Then later on came the Anglos and Jutes and took over that place. But it was actually under Rome, established most certainly under a African, a black um, Roman emperor wow. by the name of Septimus Severus. Wow. And so, when you know the history, you can't say that those poor people from the plantations was the only black people in England. Mm -hmm. But the reason why they, they, they really focused on that group was because they weren't, they didn't belong to anybody, and they weren't taken care of already. They were a new group. They were a group that was took there and dumped. And so, the abolitionists, the white leftists, even, you know, um, you know the same kind of leftists, um, radical makeup that we find today mm -hmm. in, in, in the white left. That white left back then were abolitionists, white abolitionists. So they responded. They were like, yo, we can help these people. Charity. And then they had a plan to establish a colony in West Africa, is what they wanted to do. And so we became partners in establishing that colony. The Africans in London were told that they were being brought back to be free to have their own land to govern themselves, that was never the truth. That wasn't what the Europeans' plan was. It um, never is. It never is. Um, they just say that to get you to come back so they can control you. That's the past. We're talking about repatriation, forced repatriation almost. Yeah. Manipulative repatriation almost because even Thomas Peters, who organized and brought back the 1,200 founders of, of Freetown City, um, as soon as he got back, he began, he began to rebel against the Sierra Leone Company which was owned, check this out, y'all, by white abolitionists. The white abolitionists. The company was owned and ran by the most prominent white abolitionists of the time from Britain. And their names are all over Freetown. All over. Clarkson, Wilberforce, mm -hmm. all. 
You see? Yes. And so, and, and so um, understand that they brought us back. Yeah, we came back. And we organized ourselves and we chose to come back. Understand that. We chose So to, the second group. The second group. The second group was a lot more different than the first group. Okay. The first group literally died off. There was about 60 to 70, maybe tops, according to books like this. We have a new history of Sierra Leone by one of Sierra Leone's um, um, historians, uh, Joe A.D. Ali. Some people have a problem with him because he has also pushed the notion of evolution. And Africans don't like that. We like the idea of being having been created by a divine being and mm -hmm. being part and parcel of that. We don't like the idea of having evolved from apes and monkeys. Okay. So somewhere in the line of his intellectual career, he must have implied that. Mm -hmm. But um, this book is packed with information. But yes. it, it's, 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 no, it's still what I would call a Eurocentric um, narrative. Mm -hmm. But it gives you some very good information mm -hmm. about the early developments of Freetown mm -hmm. that people will usually overlook. And one of them is that um, Thomas Peters, who was what you call a, a black loyalist. You know, mm -hmm. he, was a, he was a black pioneer. He fought in the British Army during the American Revolution. And him and others like him were called the black pioneers. Um, over 3,000 um, African people who found themselves behind British lines by the end of the American Revolutionary War, where British was defeated, were evacuated from New York up to from New York, from Charleston, from Virginia, Georgia. up to Nova Scotia, Canada. And they make up the original groups of black people who settled several places there, Shelburne, um, um, Burstown, different areas that have been traditional that were founded by us, by our ancestors who were took in there under those circumstances. Out of that 3,000, um, they began to grumble because the lack of opportunity, the racism that was still inherent in the white people around them, and then just the climate, the conditions. Yeah, they didn't know how to, to live in, in Canada. That was strange. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of these people had come from Africa and then maybe the Caribbean or Southern plantations, but they ain't never feel that you know, that, um, that ice, that snow, mm -hmm. you know, them blizzards, you know, so they was like, yo, we want to get out of here. So when the word reached that there was an, uh, a, a, a settlement being um, developed in Sierra Leone out of those who were taken to Britain, those in Nova Scotia also said, man, I would rather go there. And so wow. out, of, out of the 3,000, one third of the group came back. But it, but the leader of the group, and there were many leaders within, but the mm -hmm. hands down leader of the group yes, was a man named Thomas Peters, who was believed to have been an Igbo. He was, um, he was enslaved. He was captured as a teenager. Took in first. He, I heard he was in Louisiana, mm -hmm. where he tried to escape twice. He ended up getting sold into South Carolina area, where he married and had children there. Um, and then, and then ultimately, he he last was enslaved in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is the same place where Asada Shakur's family is from. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, Asada and, is Gullah Geechee. Yes, too. Asada Shakur lives. Li Wilmington, North Carolina, is within the Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Corridor. That's mm. just what they admit. See, the Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage um, territory shouldn't be defined yes. in current times by um, by the federal government. 
You know, our our culture, our heritage, our people, our national people, you'll find us all over the country if you really trace the lineages, if you really map out who we are, um, and not try to isolate us just to the people on the islands. And God bless them, you know, they hold it down. You know, down in the low country. I got cousins down there. I, I spent a lot of my time in my life there growing mm. up. And so um, the thing is that um, it's, it's bigger than just that that area. So right. yes, Asada Shakur, if you read, if you ever read her autobiography, she talks about her visits home mm -hmm. to her grandparents. Yes, and, 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 yes. And, and, and she talks about the story of how the black people should go down and patronize with them for the beach. Yes. And, 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 and how they ate seafoods. And she even talked about some of the spiritual ideals and beliefs of her family that would make you think. Asada was from a migrant Gullah Geechee family living in New York. Yes. Just like many other people who migrated during the Great Migration mm -hmm. era. Again, history is era specific. Right. Um, and made their way to the northern cities or out west. Stay tuned to Gullah House Media as we will be bringing you more historical and present day content from the continent of Africa and beyond. <laughs>